Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It is Saturday, September 10th. This is Anything Goes Podcast. Let's get it. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Yeah, you you got it. It's Saturday. It's not Friday. We had a lot of stuff going on yesterday, and we got up super, super early this morning because it is opening weekend of hunting season. Jimmy. That's right. That's right. It's a good time of year. Um, so, yeah, we're going to, we pushed it till uh, this evening, and but you know we like to talk about politics on here. We talk about it all the time, uh, but here's what we're up against. Here is the 100%, I don't even know what to call it. Is it the, the platform? This is the platform of the Democratic Party for this election cycle. Soft on crime, identity politics, pretty much that's it. Yeah, what's their goal? I mean, I mean, you kind of said it. That's their basis, but yeah, what is their underlying? Like, how do they frame that as like this is good? Yeah, I mean, the problem is, is again, it goes back to the same thing with the media, the mainstream media being the PR arm of the Democratic Party because they're not covering this stuff. Let's look at Memphis, Tennessee, or yeah, Memphis, Tennessee. This past week, you had the uh, black guy who abducted and murdered the white lady and i'm not saying this i'm not using the race because i think that that's necessarily important having said that because they're making race the center focal point of their candidacies for re-election this year and these policies these racially motivated policies for their candidacies for re-election this year you have no choice but to point out the fact that This is a black guy who was already in jail for sex offenses against a 17. He he, uh, brutally raped a 17-year-old girl, Mm. was put in jail, was released early under this, you know, progressive, you know, release everybody from fucking prison charter that they're all apparently under now. And he gets back out on the street. He abducts this lady which he's on a run at four o'clock in the morning, which is something that four, four 30 in the morning, which is something she apparently does almost every day. He abducts her, murders her. And now he's right back in jail uh, for, you know, and he should have never been out. Yeah. That's just super scary. Sticking with Memphis, Tennessee, you know what? Two days later after this guy's uh, arrested for murdering this girl, you got, a young black kid, I think he's 19 years old, who goes on like this big shooting spree. I think he killed four people, shot seven or eight in various locations throughout the city. Yeah, he was running around the city, Grand Theft Auto. Style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, again, was already convicted of something, should have been in jail, was released early, black guy, back out on the street. Yeah. So in one week, in one city, you got a minimum of five people that would still be alive today had it not been for these weak ass, soft on crime, progressive, release everybody from jail policies. Yep. I, I mean, 
I don't, I don't, I, I don't know how they make that into a positive uh, campaign slogan. But you don't. You have the mainstream media who absolutely flat out not rec- not covering it. You know, they yeah, they give the. I think CNN. I, I think I saw yesterday. CNN gave the uh, the guy who murdered the the girl. Uh, I think they gave her. Uh, that was a thirty second clip for the entire week. 30 seconds is what CNN gave it. Yeah, and like you were talking about the identity politics, and that's and the race wasn't necessarily a factor in this case, but it clearly is uh, it's part of the it doesn't fit the narrative, so they suppress the story. Right. And that's it's why not, that's why we have to call it out. Yeah. We have to call it out, not because we necessarily give a shit that a black guy killed a white girl or a white girl killed a black guy or a white girl killed a white guy or a white guy killed a white girl. We personally yeah, don't no. give a shit about that, but because they've made it the focal point of their, you know, the identity politics and the race politics and the gender politics and all that, because I mean, you have to point it out because they're not going to, they're going to ignore it and act like it never happened. Yeah. And, and I don't like to group everybody as a whole no, other than, absolutely you know, not. people with, ideological um consistencies i guess like americans like i feel like we should have uh, we should be able to group people as americans generally because we all should have a similar ideology about america which we don't we're pretty split unfortunately right now compared to what um, the nation i think was built on but in this case i wanted to mention that yes i don't care who the guy killed right i still think that he is part of a cultural problem that yeah i mean considering the significant um disparity between fatherless homes in the black community um just lack of guidance and you know lack of standards in school and things like that you know i think it leads to these kids who just don't well, care. I'm not I'm sure. Care. I don't know if this guy was a kid, the one who killed the woman. I think he was like 49 years old. Oh, I don't know about that one. Yeah, the, the other one was 19. The one who went on the little shooting yeah. Grand Theft Auto type spree, he was like 19 years old, 1920. Uh, this guy, you know, this guy's got a history that goes back, you know, a decade and a half of criminal activity, uh, you know, and, you know, the felony, the, the, rape of the 17 year old girl was just kind of the icing on the cake yeah, i think that's, but it's really sad uh, but but that's who they're choosing to use these progressive policies to release these and my thing is is what parole board thought that that was a good fucking idea yeah so uh, <laughs> to me that also brings up the they're, they're always defending the non-violent drug offenses and things like that but those aren't who, the people they're releasing yeah exactly so <laughs> i i don't get that like i would be I, there's definitely an argument to be made that those people should be released. That those, you yeah. know, that, that especially as laws are getting more relaxed about um, drugs and things like that, people are still serving 15-year sentences or something. Yeah, for, shit, life for, sentences and some marijuana, but then now it's legal, so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. So there's an argument there. Yeah. But then they're doing this stupid crap. Yeah, but those aren't the people they're releasing. Yeah. Uh, the people they're releasing are rapists, murderers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, Carjackers, you know, uh, uh, Anne Arundel County, was it? No, PG County here in Maryland just had to implement a curfew. Uh, and actually, it had, it's been implemented for a long time, but it was never enforced. Mm. Um, but they had to start enforcing 
And, you know, they're a pretty, pretty liberal, progressive county. You know, behind Montgomery County, they're probably the second biggest liberal county in Maryland. Um, and their, their county executive had to come out and say, we need to start enforcing this. And it's, it's actually started this weekend being enforced uh, because there's been like a 77% rise in uh, juvenile carjackings in PG County. Jeez. So, I mean, the, it's obvious that, and again, I don't know how they're going to, how they're trying to equate these policies as good things because they're proving to not be good things. There's five people minimum that would be alive this weekend and still being able to do whatever the hell they wanted to do this weekend. But the fact that these policies were in effect and these people were released as a result of it. I mean, look at the numbers in Chicago. I mean, it, if somebody actually paid attention to that, it would just be the most disgusting yeah. travesty of the, the stuff that they allow to go on there. Um, and it just, it's so commonplace that you never hear about it. Yeah. So what's our, what's the, what's our lady's name? The one who's, uh, we have a, this, and I'm just going to give you an example of, this is the fucking problem. And this is the, and I'm a, I'm a little bit spun up about this because this, this shit really gets on my nerves. Identity politics really bugs me. Well, yeah. So this is Jessica Fitzwater. She's running for the Frederick County County executive, um, in, in Maryland, but you know, this is a clip of her. Yeah. Prime example. Ago, but, um, yeah, it prime is example of her progressive of, and not just her, but of the progressive stance on this kind of, this kind of shit. And this goes into the schools. This is, this is all what's in, you know, facing the, the implementation of CRT and all this shit in our schools. Um, and this is why. Play the clip. People were saying that the conversations or comments were not civil because of using words like somebody being racist or having white privilege. Um, I have white privilege and I'm a racist. Anybody who is a white person <laughs> in any sort of position of power, um, we have white privilege and we are racist because of the systems. That yeah. So I mean, there you go. Props to you for admitting how racist you are, you freaking idiot. Yeah, and she's running for elected office, yeah. uh, and and that's the problem. And that's the that's the liberal progressive thought process right there. And they think it's a winning. I feel bad for her because somebody has drilled into her head. Well, you must be a racist because you are oppressing all of these minorities just because of the color of your skin. That but does insane. she really believe it? Does she really believe it? Because that's true. Or is it or is it what she thinks is going to get her elected? Because oh, so, because I'll tell you what, even more sad, though. But I'll tell you what. But look, but look at the example they've set. Look at these sanctuary cities that are now all bitching because Governor Abbott from Texas is sending a fraction. Probably a fraction of a percentage of the amount of illegals that are coming across the border into the, what they claim are sanctuary cities, and we're welcoming, and we want them all here. I think, I think now they're all asking for the national guard. Yeah, I think the outrage is hilarious. I think yeah, we've covered it a couple times, like with New York and D.C., but the outrage is hilarious. Um, but they're speaking out of both sides of the mouth because they keep saying, "Well, we're going to welcome them with open arms." Yeah. I think we want them to see that this is the the best place for them to yeah. be, but. I oh really are you how many are you gonna let in your house? Where are you gonna put these yeah. people? How are you gonna fund them? Nobody wants to nobody wants well, to I saw, do that. I, I saw and here here you go. Here's another narrative. Here's another 
false bullshit narrative that they i'm cussing a lot tonight <laughs> this stuff's got me fired up yeah. i can't stand this shit. it's enraging um uh i saw a guy who was uh and uh, i can't remember who it was but he was walking on the uh uh down the boardwalk in california with a petition and he has he's having him sign the petition for free college or to pay for oh, yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. college oh james klug i bet it might be um but he's like hey He's like, sign the petition for, uh, you know, to pay off people's student loan debt. Yeah. And uh, so they go through and they fill it off. And the very last block on it says, what percentage of your salary are you willing to donate right now to make sure this is paid for? And when every single one of them, every single one of these liberal progressive motherfuckers who got to that question, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah no, 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 I'm not going to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. do that. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So, yeah, you think it's a great deal. And, and it, it sounds it's good not in your, your money in your liberal progressive mind. Yeah. But then when it comes down to, oh, well, guess what? Yeah. You're going to need to chip in to take care of this. It's, oh, no, no. Oh, no. I'm not sure I'm going to do that. Well, and that's why it's super easy for these dumbass politicians to say, to announce or pronounce, you know, that we are going to support this and we're going to do this and that. And they leave off the last part. That means with your money. Yeah. Yeah. With Yeah, exactly. We're going to do all this stuff. With your money. Well, and not my money. Let's not forget. Let's not forget the fact that these people who just got the ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars paid back for them, or are I don't think it's actually happened yet because yeah. he did it by executive order, and it's probably not ever going to actually happen. He just did it for the yeah. Exactly. He just did it for the optics. Um, but even if it did, if Congress was to pass that, guess what? You're still paying for it. Because your taxes are going to go up. Everybody's taxes yeah, are going to yeah, go exactly. up. Exactly. It's like all these um, the stimulus checks and yeah, blah, blah, blah. exactly. I mean, everything that we hear from the Democrats, uh, the Biden administration, in the last several months only, not even that long, long amount of time, all these bills, all these crazy yeah. spending bills, talking about billions and trillions of dollars, like yeah. over the you know 10-year period even. Yeah. Where is this coming from? It's coming it's from us. It's not magic, people. <laughs> even though sometimes it is because they they do just print money just to just to do this. But right. th that ultimately, but that is doesn't help gonna, either because that's yeah. inflation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it devalues every single dollar that's in your wallet right now, your bank account, whatever. Well, and it's the same thing with this. Uh, you know, the the uh, debt or the uh, inflation reduction act that does absolutely nothing to. It spends yeah. a ridiculous amount of money rather than reallocating already, you know, money that's probably well, going to listen, waste. Listen to what the talking point is, though. The main talking point of this bill was um, it's going to reduce uh, the cost of uh, prescription drugs. You're, we're capping the cost of prescription drugs to $2,000 a year. And everyone's, oh, yeah, that's great. That's what we want. Yeah, well, what they didn't tell you is it doesn't even take effect until 2026. So you're still going to be paying. Now, I, I'm going to say this. I knew this was coming. I'm going to say this, and I can't believe that these <laughs> words are coming out of my fucking mouth. Yeah, it won't last long. Uh, and it, you're probably right, and probably until I hear the next bit. But I haven't really heard much from AOC lately anyway. And this is kind of the first thing I've heard. But I actually agreed with AOC on something. Yeah, well. She had the uh, CEO of uh, a, whatever drug company it is, um, but I think they make, I think it's called Devato. It's an HIV medicine. And the, she asked the CEO, and she actually had a coherent, structured question 
which she obviously didn't write. I mean, somebody obviously came up with it for her um, because she's never been able to focus long enough to to actually say anything, like, especially a compound question. Um, but she said, what was your company's profit off of this drug? And he told her it was like, I don't know, three billion or 30 billion or whatever the hell it was for the company just for this drug Devado, i think is what the drug is and she goes okay she goes and what's the average cost to an american per month to take this drug and he said like 1700 a little over 1700 dollars. so she's like all right almost two thousand dollars a month she goes why is it that this same drug you're selling this same drug in australia for eight bucks a month and the guy's like, oh, well, uh, we still have patent protection in the United States. Over there, it's gone generic, and we can't. You said you made $30 billion yeah. off of this drug, and you're still charging Americans almost $2,000 a month for this drug. I, to me, that's fucking criminal. Yeah. Now, it, there's probably more to the story. I get it. But I do – I'm not – one to defend big pharma whatever yeah. all these pharmaceutical companies because they are making hand over uh you know money hand over fist is ridiculous and but but uh, if you're an american company yeah and you're charging americans almost two thousand dollars a month for this drug but you're willing or I, I guess not willing but you're able to sell it to other countries for not even a percent. No, exactly. I mean, like I said, there's an argument. I was going to say that there's an argument to be made. You know, profits are necessary for big companies because sure. it goes into research and development. Sure. That's the reason why we are the leader of the world in development of these kinds of medications. However, that's not exactly how you go about getting your profits for that, for that, for that drug and whatnot, because you, you're obviously pricing out a lot of people who sure. probably need some of this medication. Yeah, and how many how many Americans can afford two thousand dollars a month yeah, yeah, exactly. for one for one well, prescription? That, that probably goes to it's because it, the way that our health system is set up and yeah. our insurance companies I, I mean we don't need to get into this right now, but I am I'd be I'm very interested in looking into the numbers because the the way our system is right now, it's so broken. Yeah. Like we don't have a pure capitalist system. In no, it's healthcare. a monopoly pretty much. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's really the worst. I think there's worlds. what three companies that really control like all the healthcare in our country. Like I would almost I'd be I would entertain a conversation about socialized healthcare in this case or at, at this point at this point. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if I would go that far only because anything the government puts their fucking hands on I, is a cult I catastrophe. To I totally agree. And I think that, you know, that totally will not produce um, the best quality. Right. Um, there's a lot of things to it. And, and then they can just set the prices for whatever. It, it, I don't support that. But I would entertain it compared to what we yeah. have right now. I just think our system now, our legal system, and how it protects this, this stuff, and that how we have uh, insurance companies as this intermediary, and they they just spend money. It's it's it, it's like the political; they're just spending somebody else's right. money. So these medical professionals, doctors, and whatever, 
they charge different amounts to the insurance company than they would charge to you right. if you were paying for it privately. That makes zero freaking sense. No, I agree. That's so frustrating. I agree. It's another part of the big fraud. Yeah. I mean that we that we have here in in anything anything related to high dollar. Look at fucking home loans. I mean, I sold a house a few years back, uh, and I ended up paying damn near thirty thousand dollars just to sell the goddamn house. Yeah. Why? What? What? What things go into place into selling a property that require you to pay somebody thirty thousand dollars to sell your property? I, I mean, it's all yeah, part of it's all part of the big fraud uh, that we that we run into constantly with this kind of shit and it's regulation i mean there's a lot of things that go into it you know the government regulation yeah, yeah. Uh, is a huge part of it um but that's just red tape and that uh, in a lot of cases yeah that's why again let me let me uh bring up donald trump for a second yep like we like to go back to that but when he was he made it a standard that if a new regulation was going to be implemented one had to be yeah, yeah. I, I think i think it was like two or 10 or something had to be removed. Right. And that was fantastic. Like, cause you, it makes it almost impossible to get anything done when everything's so bloated in yeah. government and there's all this stupid red tape in the way it, it, it's just a freaking mess. And that's just where we're at, where our government and our, and our systems like that are so bloated. It's, it's, it's out of hand. And, uh, but I, I think health insurance specifically is medical, a mess. And they, the best thing to do would to have it as catastrophic, uh, you know, expenses only where, mm -hmm. because there needs to be some incentive to not just go to the doctor for every little thing, right. but to make it a super, make well, it affordable that you can do whatever you need to do. We have no, within we have no problem. Well, under this administration, at least we have no problem allowing Illegal immigrants to go get whatever health care yeah. they want. That's what I'm saying. So that's yeah. why we already that's why we already have a socialized system in in effect, which is why like I feel like standardizing it would be at least better than what we have. At least accountability wise, yeah. I guess. But I would I would honestly prefer a much more complete free market uh, system. But all these things and, and again, I'm gonna go back to what I talked about a little bit last week. All these things that we just talked about, the crime, the, uh, you know, weak on or the, the letting people out of jail, the identity politics, health care, all these things. And I don't hear, I still, I still, here we are almost mid-September. I still don't hear anybody, any Republican out on TV hammering these points home to, to win the midterm elections in November. Don't hear it. You don't hear them doing it, and I don't understand why. I would be out every single. I would be on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, whatever you choose it. I'd be there. I would be out there hammering these things every single because they can't defend them, and they don't. The thing is, is they don't even try to defend them because they know the media is not going to talk about them. They're not talking about any of this shit, any of it. So I, I don't know. Hey, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we will continue the conversation. All right, we are back. Hey, so, uh, you know, can't have a show today without uh, mentioning the death of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, you know, big world event. Uh, whether you 
whether you follow the Royals or you don't follow the Royals, uh, you know, I think it's fair to say that Queen Elizabeth was a known person throughout the entire world. Um, so, you know, she was in, she was the sovereign of the country for 70 years. Uh, so, a uh, big, uh, I don't even know. I don't even, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be, I guess it would be condolences, but at the same time, man, she was there for a long time. 70 years or so? She was on the yeah. throne for 70 years. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's the longest in history. I think her great grandmother, uh, Queen Victoria, was like the closest, the next closest at like, I don't know, I think she was like 60 years or 65 years or something like that. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't have the exact dates. So, you know, I'm sure that when Megan hears this, that'll be the first thing I get critiqued on is I didn't know, you know, <laughs> the, the duration of the former Royals of the, of the British monarchy. Yeah. I, feel, I mean, keeping tabs on all that. It's like watching a soap opera. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I just don't care. Yeah, and um, I don't either. But I, I you know, it's interesting. I, I, I find it's fascinating from a uh, historical aspect, but it doesn't really have any real impact on on a lot. No, of and it, it doesn't on me either. But you know, the one thing I do think about it though is think about it. Anybody who is younger than seventy years old in that country has never known anything else. Yeah, or maybe even like eighty. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, that's most of the people that are still alive in that country. Yeah have only known Queen Elizabeth. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's, a uh, you know, and <laughs> it was funny because uh, now King Charles, mm -hmm. uh, who he was, you know, he's been Prince Charles for, I think he's in his 60s or 70s. 65 or so. Uh, yeah, I think he's in his 70s. Yeah, 70s. Yeah, I don't know what I was um, So he's been, he's been waiting for his turn at the throne for 70 years. Yeah. Uh, uh, and she had quite the opposite experience because her her father passed away when she was 25. She took the throne at 25 years old, and now he's uh, finally at his. And what was funny about it was when he gave his address to the country yesterday. That was the first time I've ever heard him speak. Hmm. I, I had no idea what his voice sounded like, and so like when he started talking, I was like, "Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's your new king, huh?" Okay. Yeah, I think his persona has changed quite a lot over the years um I th he was involved in some scandals and stuff oh yeah day, well right? camilla so, his wife yeah. uh you know you know basically that was the whole reason why he and diana right which i don't think you know just looking back over the years and not that i like paid that much attention but it's obvious that he he always wanted to marry camilla mm -hmm. he, he didn't want to marry diana so that it was probably yeah, I didn't remember. More instructed to do so than than uh, whatever. But uh, yeah, so anyway, now he's the uh, king. Uh, and then his son, you know, his son will probably only have a couple, maybe a decade, maybe a little bit more before he takes over. So, you know, they could have high turnover, uh, high royal turnover, you know, True. pretty quick True. over the next, you know, 10. Well, yeah, you never know. You never like to wish death on somebody but uh you know chances are you know when he's hits 90 or whatever you know he you know and who knows you know medically he may not be able to freaking continue on you know if he loses his faculties or whatever i don't know but you know william is that the next i think that's the kid the oldest 
Prince of Wales now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because it's William and Harry. So, yeah, William, yeah. Harry's the one that <laughs> bounced. And, Don't ask me too much. Yeah, Harry's the one that bounced. I think and, he just knew he had nothing. Yeah. And he gave up his, pretty much gave up his uh, positions and all that stuff yeah. in the royal family and moved here with uh, his wife, Meghan. Markle. <laughs> no. Merkel? Is that her last name? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, isn't that like the former chancellor of Germany? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's Angela Merkel. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, I, it doesn't matter because um, yeah, I don't Merkel. I, yeah. Yeah. Because that's why I said it right. I don't care about any of those people. <laughs> um, but what's funny is she is, was an actress. Yeah. Yeah. And then she married him, and then they quit the royal family and moved back here to the United States. And uh, it was interesting though to hear him, you know, talk about William yesterday, and you know, make him, you know, basically uh, promote him to the Prince of Wales. And then uh, afterwards, he was like, and uh, yeah, oh, yeah, my uh, undying love for Harry and Meghan. <laughs> and then just completely stopped talking about them. <laughs> so it's interesting. Uh, I saw one meme, if you call it that, that I thought was pretty hilarious. And they showed a picture of Betty White, 99, yeah. and the Queen, 96. And it said USA, 1, UK, 0. That's right. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, so anyway, I, I just thought that that was, uh, you know, obviously worth mentioning since, you know, she was pretty much, she's pretty much been, I think uh, she, during her reign, there was 14 U.S. presidents. So yeah. she's been in power for 14 United States I think States it was presidents. like 13 prime ministers. Thir yeah, or, something like that. And Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. So, I mean, I guess good life lived, right? I mean, she was around for a while. Yeah. World War II, she was an ambulance. She was trained as an ambulance driver hmm. uh, and mechanic during World War II. And she, she actually drove ambulances and, and all that. And apparently she had a reputation around her royal compounds when something broke down a vehicle or some kind of mechanical equipment that uh she was the queen was right there under the hood trying to figure it out and fix it so yeah. you know good for her well I, I i'm i'm pretty sure i had this right but prince harry was in, served in the military mm -hmm. um and i heard he actually I, deployed i knew Iraq, yeah, yeah i heard i knew people that i served with who um served with him for some time yeah and only spoke very good things yeah uh, about his work ethic and things like that. Yep. Um, yeah, he was definitely good guy, but also definitely a leader. Yeah. Uh, of because there's been a lot of like negative comments about him. Well, I think the problem with Harry and uh, you know I'm no expert on yeah you know whatever, but he he's a huge liberal. Okay. Um, he's a huge climate change guy. Oh yeah, yeah, that's he, true. That's what know, I have seen in the recent years. Yeah, you know, he's a huge climate change guy who has his own another one that has his own private jet yeah, that flies all over the damn place. Easy for those people to try to like claim the moral high ground and blah blah blah, but then not actually do anything. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I just want to talk a big game, but that's for you and not for me. Right. So. Yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, enough about those bozos. Well, I do find it fascinating though. Like I didn't realize that they are they're talking about how the queen's death um, will, will likely be the end of the monarchy. I don't see how that's yeah. the case because I mean, the reins are being passed and they're going to continue the same traditions that they've had. How is that almost directly, not, not an instantaneous right. thing, but. Well, they're talking about it and they talked about this a little bit yesterday. They're talking about a scale down. So the, the British people actually pay, 
uh, an astronomically shit ton of money to support the royal family um, because it all comes out of British tax dollars. Yeah, but the, they, I understand that they bring in a lot more money than they. Than they That's possible. Do. I don't. I don't know that. Um, but I, every, you know, there's different levels, obviously, of the royal family, um, and they get stipends. They get, you know, lands, and you know, same thing. Like if you watch Braveheart, you know, what's the one thing that they're always talking about in that movie is, oh, I give you this title, and that means you're entitled to these lands yeah, yeah. and all that. And they yeah. still, they still. Uh, historically, and that, even now, they they maintain that type of uh, uh, thing with their with the royal family, and that's why you know he promoted his son to uh, the what is what is he now the Prince of Wales? Yeah, the Prince of Wales, which is a higher honor than what he was before, mm. which means he's entitled to more land and different whatever he has different jobs and all that kind of shit um so they do stick to those traditions but one of the things that they're talking about is and uh king charles um was talking about yesterday is uh, he didn't talk about it specifically but they talked about it afterwards is you know his big thing is a scaling down mm -hmm. of the size of the royal not the family but the royal um footprint so reducing the amount of staff that support the, which in turn means less pomp and circumstance, less expenditure, mm -hmm. those kinds of things. So maybe that's what they're talking about. Yeah, but I feel like they could carry on just like, you know, I, this is a bad example, bad comparison, but I feel like that's what we have here. But like a Kardashian family, like, <laughs> I mean, they... They make enough money. They can generate enough income. Yeah. Just their celebrity alone. Sure. They continue. They carry the titles and whatnot. So, yeah, I, I feel like that, that that's always going to be there. And they're always going to get, you know, the protection uh, to, to an extent, at least. Um, so I, I just find it strange because it's, it's been a figurehead position for a long time. Sure. There's no real power there. No, um, although, although I did learn yesterday that the uh, prime minister... Um, it, and I, I don't know if I heard him say it was required, but they do it mm -hmm. has a weekly meeting right. with the sovereign. Right. So, you know, the queen would meet with the prime minister weekly, yeah. um, to discuss, you know, whatever. Now queen Elizabeth was pretty, um, I don't want to say anti-political, but she certainly did a really good job of staying out of the politics. Sure. Um, I don't know, you know, no one knows how king charles is gonna gonna be with that but i would imagine it would be generally the same um but who knows i mean she was again she was in power for 70 years so all people know is her yeah um so who knows how the I next one's gonna do it that makes sense to me to retain power to kind of like well you know i don't really have much involvement in this anyway i'm gonna stay out of yeah it. yeah yep. give your give your opinion when it's asked behind closed doors and yeah. leave it at that that's pretty much how they, uh, I think, how they operate. And well, I mean, it's their country. So, but I did see some clips of her. Uh, you know, she met every single uh, U.S. president except one. I think it was Lyndon Johnson that she did not meet uh, in her tenure. Uh, and yeah, because th so that was right before Truman, right? Yeah, it might have been Truman. I can't remember. I think it was Truman. I think it was Truman and on is who she has met. 
Right. One of the presidents that was in power while she was the queen, she didn't meet. Oh, gotcha. She met the rest of them. Um, and they didn't give an explanation why, and I didn't look it up, and I can't remember which one it was now. But I can look it up. Um, not important. But, you know, I did see some clips of her when she was here visiting uh, several times, and uh, she was a pretty funny lady. I mean, she was giving it to Ronald Reagan uh, <laughs> at the state dinner that they mm -hmm. had for her and all that. Um, she seemed to have a really good time uh, with Trump when he went over there. He actually went over there. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, she seemed like she had a really good sense of humor and she was pretty down to earth for somebody who was pretty much born into and then early on assumed the role yeah. of something so, I don't know if you say prestigious, but back then it was probably prestigious and probably still is prestigious yeah, I mean, to I an extent, so. I guess. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I mean, there's... Yeah, but there's prestigious and maybe prestigious isn't the right word, but uh, because because it is just a figurehead now. Yeah. You know, but I feel like other than the Pope, maybe. Um, yeah. Who else she, is world known? Yeah. I was going to say yeah. she might be the most worldly known. Yeah. Other than, you know, Mother Teresa. Yeah. She, she had Mother Teresa type, you know, world known yeah. Gandhi uh, type thing. But eh, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I just thought it was worth mentioning that, uh, you know, she did pass away. I'm sure you all know that. Um, and there's there's actually, you know, there's actually a lot of people that are, like, really devastated by it. I don't know why necessarily. I mean, I can understand Brits, you know. Yeah. But outside of the... Uh, I just... People get invested like a soap opera. Yeah, That's yeah, how I look at it. And yeah. they're like, oh my gosh, the character was killed off. People <laughs> yeah, get exactly. just invested. The, the lead character. Something that has nothing to do with your life whatsoever. But yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, and yes, I said ladies and gentlemen, um, party people, party people in the hizzle. Um, that's it for this week. Um, we'll be back on Tuesday, Trash Talk Tuesday. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about yet, but uh, we're going to make it interesting, I think. And I'm going from Live Golf. I'm going to, I'm actually going to try. Uh, I'm going to actually try and see if I can get, uh, what's her name? The lady with, that we played her clip earlier. Fitzwater? Fitzwater. I'm going to call her. I'm gonna see call, if she'll, and she'll see if she'll come and see if she'll come on the show and talk about it. I would love to hear somebody. Because that's what we want. We're so, an it, honest discussion. Here's the thing. We come on here and we talk and we talk about our point of view about things. And most of it's not really a point of view. Most of it is we're just pointing out exactly what's happening. We can't get somebody from the from the democratic party to come on here and and defend our assertions on what we perceive their policies to be they just won't they just flat out won't do it so uh i will i will i will call her this yeah well, week. and i think we touched on it earlier but i know we we talked about trying to get somebody to talk about you know the stances on sanctuary cities yeah absolutely not because it's absurd this the kind of things that they're trying to how they're trying to defend stuff like that well, um with i mean i don't even know if they're really trying to defend it they're just doing it and then leaving it alone because nobody's going to talk about it the, the mainstream media is not going to not going to beat browbeat them over it so they just say it and then they just go off and do whatever and i mean they don't have to defend it because nobody's asking them yeah no that's true yeah, I just, but I mean, I guess the, the mayors in these cities and stuff yeah. are trying to call Governor Abbott out of Texas out yeah. for sending 
these immigrants, illegal immigrants, to their cities. Yeah. And, you know. And, oh, by the way, they're not calling out Joe Biden, who's been flying them into these cities throughout the country. Giving them, yeah, tickets. (laughs) Yeah, giving them $800 tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Greater for their families and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. but not because they're not calling they're not calling the president out, no, and okay. his policy's been doing that since day one. But I just don't even understand how can you? I I, I want to hear mm-hmm. a legitimate complaint about why that is not okay and why that should only be a border city problem, right? Or why you think it is okay to to just leave the border open? That that's really what yeah. I want to hear. I want to hear somebody from the Democratic Party. You don't even have to be a party member if you just believe that that that's uh, that's the policy that the United States of America should have. That we should just have an open border because that's what the that's what the advocation is for. I'm always interested in hearing what I'm missing. Tell yeah. me what I'm missing. What am I getting wrong? Yeah, and it doesn't have to be that particular topic. You can come on here and and talk about whatever policy you want to talk about because we're we're more than more than willing to have you on here to listen to it. All you have to do is email us at agpodcast13 at yahoo.com. That's agpodcast13 at yahoo.com. Tell me that you want to be on the show, and we'll work it out. We can do it via phone. We can do it however you want to do it. I don't care. If you live here locally, that's great. You can come over to my house, and we can stay here and do it. Um, But that's it. We'll be back on Tuesday, and we'll talk to you then.